You're listening to Day 29 of A Little Bit of Heaven, a special study from North Richland Hills Baptist and Cross Church, focusing on the Christian hope for this life and the life to come. Here's Pastor Scott Mays. When you spend any time focusing on eternity, you will soon discover what really matters, and you'll be motivated to do what really matters. When you devote some of your brain's attention more specifically on heaven, you will discover your passion in life as well as your priorities in life. Focusing on heaven will reinvigorate your appetite for sharing the gospel with those who've yet to realize how to get through heaven's gates. Concentrating on heaven will rekindle your prayer life, and it will cause you to develop a greater compassion for those below the poverty line. First, you need to know that knowing you will spend eternity with Christ will lessen your worries. Like when any of us have hope about fun plans for the future, even a weekend getaway, our worries and anxieties are lessened by the knowledge of such future plans. How much more will our worries and anxieties be lessened by the knowledge of our next eternal life? When we place our hope in Jesus Christ, then our hope and our happiness is in the most secure place where nothing can touch it. Isn't that encouraging to you? Next, focusing on heaven can have a profound impact on the world here and now. You might skeptically inquire, can heaven and the resurrection make a profound difference right now? Really? I read with great interest, March 30th, 2018 edition of the Wall Street Journal. An article was entitled, The Easter Effect and How It Changed the World. The article cited the research of a Texan and celebrated sociologist Rodney Stark. Stark asks, why did Christianity succeed? Why in particular, from about a hundred year period, did Christianity go from being about six to eight percent of the empire to almost 50 percent? Why did it grow like that? Stark then cites several reasons, including how women were treated better in Christian homes than elsewhere but he cites how the Christians acted during the plagues of the Roman Empire, and let this really focus your attention. You see, there were two great plagues that went through the Roman Empire over the first couple of centuries after Jesus Christ. The first one came around 65-165 AD and lasted about 15 years, while the second one came around 251 AD and lasted another 15 years. Maybe the first one was smallpox, while the second one may have been measles, Medical experts speculate, but we're not sure. No matter, both were absolutely devastating, particularly in the cities. Now, during the height of the second plague, it's estimated that 5,000 people a day, or 35,000 people a week, were dying in Rome. Back in the days when Rome itself couldn't have been more than a million people. In both cases, Maybe 25 to 30% of the entire population of the Roman Empire was wiped out during these plagues. When the average person saw a family member really getting sick, they would often abandon the family member. They simply left them sick. They left the city in droves for fear. But the Christians were different. They stayed in the cities. Not only did they care for their own sick, but they often had dynamic nursing services and facilities for others as well. They went out and cared for all sorts of the pagan sick and brought them into their homes. As a result, many, many Christians died, yes, but what made the difference between the average Roman and the Christians? And it's found in the words of Jesus, 
when he told us to invite into our homes people who cannot pay us back in this life. Jesus said, recorded in Luke 14, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Non-Christians by their worldview had two things that were very different from the way Christians looked at the world. Non-Christians absolutely had no assurance that there was an afterlife because there was nothing good about it if they felt there was one. And second, they had no assurance of salvation. But Christians knew this world, as wonderful as it is, was the prelude for something to come. Few of us realize just how much our lives are shaped by what we believe about our ultimate future. If Jesus didn't rise, then I'm not going to rise, and there's no reason for me to live an unselfish life. I can view this life as an appetite where the strong eat the weak. And when you are uncertain what your future will be and what life after death looks like, then you will seek to drain all you can from this life. But those who are confident that Jesus rose are confident they will rise. And those who rise to live a second life live this life unselfishly. Focus, my friend, on heaven and the resurrection because they can provide a powerful impetus to to love the neediest among us. And when you spend time focusing on eternity, you will discover what really matters and you'll be motivated to do what really matters.